It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day team, welcome to your new week which kicks off on the 28th of August. About 48, 51 hours since the record drubbing of the All Blacks. Biggest loss ever. I can't quite get my head around that because this is a good team. Or is it? Or is it? You tell me. I was waiting for Smithy to ask me which guest we had on about the All Blacks test and I was going to tell him we've got the best guest you could ever want. Ever want. And that's you guys. That is the people in the street, the people in the stands, the people at home that got up at 6.30 and were dished up cold eggs for breakfast on Saturday morning. Let me hear from you. I'm always a little bit glass half full, so the bright spots of the All Black test for me, and you can disagree, I thought Dane Coles in the first half, excluding the lineouts, because everybody cocked those up, I thought defensively, he was brilliant in the first half, in that first 20 minutes particularly. He led, he led that. I thought Mark Talia was probably our best player on the park. Um, still elusive. And Cam Roygaard, when he came on, was stunning. I thought he was just stunning in a lost cause. Other than that, horrible. Pretty horrible. I think, uh, I'm not going to attack players, but I think Geordie Barrett probably had his worst test match ever. Got run through on a number of times. Um, we gave up 14 penalties, we gave up yellow cards, red cards, we lost five lineouts. The All Blacks missed 19 tackles. 19 tackles. It's normally a season count, not a test match count. But I'm throwing the lines open to you good folk. 0800 150 811, let me hear from you. Well listen Buster, you better start to move your feet. To the rockin'est beat of madness! Right, straight to the phones we go. Didn't know if we'd hear from this first caller today because both the All Blacks lost and Canterbury lost. But Mikey, welcome in. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the reminder. (laughs) Um, Pretty impressive from Wellington, though. I mean, that was their storm week. Yes. And um, they retained the shield, even though that was a terrible game, but they retained the shield and, and beat Canterbury in the end. So um, that's a great effort um, from them. Oh, right. All Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of little quibbles first. I mean, God, I guess with five English refs, we're going to have to get used to that kind of carry-on. Um, yes, we are. But we've been, we've, we've been talking about it. Um, the TMO, well into the game, which I... I don't know, I, I thought the ref had to ask the TMO um, for help as opposed to the TMO just sort of imposing themselves on the game. I thought the bot backs were effectively offside pilfering our ball. But that's just quibbles, isn't it, really? Because mm. it just hides the fact that ultimately the All Blacks were horrible. Um, I, I don't understand. This is the worst loss ever, apparently. And I just don't, I don't, I can't get my head around what it means. Does it mean... This is the best South African team we've ever met, ever. Um, does it mean this is the worst all-black team ever? It's, it's, 
it's, I mean, I know Fozzie loves his records, but I'd love to get some records on the right side of the ledger for once. <laughs> um, uh, I thought Spriggs would check before they went out, out outside, um, but obviously not anymore. Maybe that's something from the past. I mean, if you're going to lose all these lineouts, um, if you're not making your tackles, if you seemingly didn't have a game plan except to let South Africa have the ball pretty much the whole game, they actually missed a lot of tackles and turnovers as well, South Africa, but still blister, which is quite amazing. Um, I thought, I thought, I think I said maybe a, a week or two ago, I thought, well, we don't really want to meet Ireland in the quarterfinals because, you know, we'd rather play South Africa as they're a known quantity. Well, it just doesn't matter, does it? Mm. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. I mean, France is looking like a fairly um, frightening game coming up. Um, we'll get through, um, but... That quarterfinal game is now shaping up to be we're either going home or we're scraping through. Um, yeah, that South African yeah. result. I think for weeks we've been saying that first game against France, you know, we don't, it's not the be all end all. We don't have to win that because we'll still make the quarters. With that record loss against South Africa, this is a massively important game now because their second game in the World Cup could be on the back of two losses. You don't want that. No. I mean, and I'm sort of picturing like mornings breakfast watching these games with my sort of hands covered over my eyes, peeking between my fingers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but but here's the other thing. The other side of the ledger was we thought, oh, that's going to be a bit boring. Um, Australia and England will go through. But after those um, weekend results, I don't know if you saw any of the games, but Fiji beating England, that, mm. that's huge. And um, Samoa, I was talking to my Irish friend and he said, man, Samoans were physical. And they only scraped past Samara in that game as well. So all of a sudden, um, all black woes aside, and if we kind of just put our rugby hat on, um, it's looking like a great tournament, both sides of the ledger, both sides of the draw. Oh, it is. And you're right. Like I watched that Fijian game, watched the whole one, uh, the whole game. It was just brilliant. They just they did to England what South Africa did to us, just knocked them around. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that England's looking very poor. I mean, we think we've got problems. They look terrible. They sure do. Um, but life goes on. Um, I don't know what we can do to turn this around, but we have to turn it around. It has to be turned around. Oh, we have got the Otherwise, team to do it. We have got the team to do it. That was poor. That was so poor it was unbelievable. But they don't just have to improve 20%. They have to improve about 50 or 60%. And we've lost, yeah. we've lost cattle. We've lost cattle. Mikey, we've got to punch on. Yeah. Thanks, No worries. All good. Cheers, Thanks, buddy. Yep. Let's go to Joey in Auckland. G'day, Joey. There's only one turbos, one turbos, singing our song, singing along, winning in the winning wonderland. Yep. There's only one turbos. <laughs> Fantastic, that. Wasn't it? It was I brilliant, up in the last minute. You know, and 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 we. I said, you know, they must have they must have listened because I, I said they'd probably win. You know, if they could win three games, and and they played really well. I mean, it was fantastic to watch. And I mean, don't get me wrong, um, Northland played well too. You know, and Northland had just beaten Tasman the week before. Mm. And it was fantastic, mate. It was it was a really good result, and I'm so happy for them. You know, um, the only thing I, I did do wrong, and, and I texted Smithy this morning, is I took the turbos in a multi with. Uh, Hawks Bay, and bloody Hawks Bay, the magpies let me down. 
I should have gone with my heart with Auckland, but never mind. But fantastic, mate. Unbelievable, isn't it? It was just brilliant. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, been a long time coming, and if they can just keep it going, now, now they've got to keep it going. That's the big thing. Mm. And they've got Storm Week coming now as well, of course. They've got Auckland Wednesday night up here in Auckland. Yeah, well, that'll, that'll be a tough one the way Auckland are going. Um, they've come, come right a little bit, um, even though I don't agree with the way they're, they're picking the team, but they, um, they're, they're always going to be tough, especially at Eden Park. But, uh, hey, you know, this is a, it's a good building block. And, um, you know, it's re- really, really good. And just with the All Blacks, I mean, pressure makes mistakes, which makes points. And we made a hell of a lot of mistakes. And, and you know, um, Barrett didn't have to do what he did. The ball was there. He could have picked the ball up. He didn't have to go in there with what he did. He'll probably get two weeks because they won't want – they won't give him a week. They'll, if it was – a minnow side, they'd probably give him a, a week, but um, he'll get two or three weeks because it's the All Blacks. Mm. And um, and what happens with the All Blacks too, staff, is we don't we we get out of our comfort zone because we don't lose a lot of games. So the likes of Mwanga and that, and that, they struggle a little bit because it's just natural for us because we win we, we we put the pressure on most teams and we do what South Africa do to, did to us. And and if if we think um, that they're going to be hard. You wait until we come up against the French. Yeah, I know. They're going to be just as tough. They're a scary, um, scary hey, proposition. It is scary, scary. But, you know, that we, we've got to get put under pressure. You've got to think outside the square. And we were very poor on Saturday. Very poor. Um, can't say anymore. Any South Africa were good. Um, and, hey, maybe maybe the seven forwards, one back thing <laughs> where you put, you know, teams together, maybe do that to us in the World Cup. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know if we'd ever go seven. Um, I do feel like we missed someone like uh, Damien McKenzie on our bench, someone who could just change the compass a little bit. Yes, Seth, but what are we going to do with now? Now we're losing another lock. I know. Where's the, where's the lock? We've got, we've got one lock at the moment, as far as I know. Because Frizzell's injured. I mean, and he's going to be a big loss against France, without a doubt, because he's got that physicality that you need against the tough buggers, you know? Well, he, and, he was the leader he, of the physicality gang when we played South Africa at Mount Smart. So now we've got Josh Lord Tupovai. I think he picked up an injury as well. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do, mate. Um, do they have to put Luke Jacobson at lock? Um, well, they, they probably do because, because Lord is not in the in the 36, is he? He's oh, not that's at true. The moment. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, you've got to – that's where they'll go. They'll go Jacobson to locking. And um, and that, that'll be okay because he's he's tough too. He's a tough nut. But you know, I mean, all I can say is, go the morning, Turbo. That's it, Joey. Good on you, champion. Cheers, mate. Have a good day. See you, boy. Hard not to have a good day when one or two have come off their first win in two years. Forty-five years since North Auckland went down to Palmerston North and took the shield of us. Nineteen seventy-eight, twenty-two and twenty. Yeah, forty-five years. Oh, the great man, John from Auckland. G'day, John. <laughs> so you're going to be one of those 10 people that go to Eden Park on Wednesday night? Yeah, I'll make it 11. I'll yeah, make mate. it 11. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, mate. You never know. They might, um, I, don't, I don't know. what. When was the last time they beat Auckland? Oh, don't ask. I don't know. I don't know. I should look it up, actually. They actually do <laughs> pop up and win the odd weird one. Like I think they beat Canterbury... About four years ago, I couldn't quite believe it. Ten six or ten eight or something. Ten nine uh, was just complete yeah. form reversal. But they have the odd upset in them.
Yeah, and they've been in Wellington before, you know, they've been in those big teams, so yep. you just never know, mate, that um, that last, that 11th person might help in the crowd there. <laughs> oh, well, let, but I better make sure I go then, John. <laughs> on, on the um, All Blacks game, yeah, it was disappointing, mate. It was, you know, I got up like every, every other every 6 a.m. and I was fizzing at, at the mouth, but unfortunately the boys didn't turn up, but I was just frustrated that the first half took over an hour, mate. Yeah. And that, that just stifled any, anything that we had, and the All Blacks were on the back foot from the first you know, instance. There was no physicality. Luke Jacobson just is too small. I mean, he's an awesome player, but he just got dominated, and it's not fully his his fault, you know. Adi Savia wasn't on his game. Sam Kane wasn't on his game, and we lost our lock. We pretty much played that whole game with fourteen, about thirteen players. Yeah, and you can't you can't do that against a team like South Africa, you know, who just yeah, or their whole bench is pretty much four. Did you see all of them come on at once, mate? The whole pack, Seven yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> And then the one that and, didn't and, go off got Simbin. He wanted to sit down too. <laughs> and that poor Fletcher Neville, he had to play 70 minutes, and he, he actually did pretty well against uh, Mel Herber. Then he saw the, he saw the um, whole front row change, and he was like, oh, my gosh. And then the next scrum, he just got lifted, mate. And right. I felt our, sorry for the blokes. Our scrum got destroyed. Our line-out got destroyed. Our maul, our ruck got destroyed. Their line speed destroyed us. Um uh, it was, uh, they say, what's the big lesson? It's pretty much the whole game. Pretty much the whole game. Hey, uh, Steffi, you should get that guy, uh, Mark Cohane, on your show. Oh, he runs the SA Mag. He's a rock he, up, he isn't just, he? <laughs> he just gloats about uh, the Springboks. You know, he thinks he's the greatest thing to ever happen on earth, and good on him. <laughs> but, um, you, know, you know, I can't remember the last time they've beaten the All Blacks twice in one year, mate. So, you know, it's one all. And hopefully we see them again in the finals. Hopefully, because that means we've made the finals. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And, just, and just quickly, just quickly, that, that Wallabies game this morning. Man, their French team looked good. They're incredible, aren't they? Oh, goodness. They just, just... Like, I know, I know the Wallabies are crap, but just the way their backline and their forward, forward play was from them, I'm like, yep, we better get up this weekend, mate. Yeah. Yes, I know. You know, that French side reminded me of Ireland in the second two matches against us last year. Like, that was a green swarm. That match this morning was a blue swarm, and it was so impressive to watch. Yeah, exactly, mate. Oh, well, well hopefully we get our locks sorted. And, you know, we, we've got the firepower, mate. We've got the firepower. We've got two weeks anyway, mate. That's it. That's it. Good man, John. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Uh, on hold, we've got Dino from Dunedin. We've got Darren from Aussie. You can join in 0800 If you can't get to the phone or you can't make a call, you can text us on 8833. That is the temp, a bed post text machine. Back in a mo. Right, we rip straight back into it. Go down to our Otago man, Dino in Dunedin. G'day, Dino. You here on Safari? Yeah, good, buddy. Yeah, first of all, I'd like to... Um Put a shout out to the Otago boys and the Southland boys that put on a really good game of hatred MPC rugby on Saturday night at Forsyth Bar under a roof. It was. I watched that game. It was a fantastic game. They ripped in. They did, and like it's just passion, pride. And nowadays it's a wee bit different from when I was trying to get on the damn team and wasn't good enough. But they're, they're from all over the place. But they're actually. Both teams put the jersey on, and you could tell that it meant something. Yeah, you know, 
They weren't just out there to collect their wages and look forward to next week. They were there was passion there. The crowd was really, really good. Like it was noisy, it was vibrant, it was like this is these people have all watched the football World Cup and have learned something. But um to the all black game I well, I reckon I reckon South Africa have known this was gonna happen twelve months ago and when I seen Khaleesi singing that anthem Yeah I thought oh, geez, this is gonna hurt. So this is what I would like to see. It won't happen, but this is what I'd like to see go against France. I'd like to see De Groot, Taylor, Lomax, Retellick, Barrett, Fazel, Savia Captain, Jacobson number eight, Smith, Mwanga, Fonuku eleven, Barrett Rico Iwani, because Ian was hurt. Talia, 14. Jordan, 15. Rygaard, 22. Mackenzie, 23. And I don't really care who the biggest and the scariest forwards that we've got over there that can play. Now, I know Shannon may not be available, so what do we do? Because I don't really want to see Scott Barrett go to six. I don't. He's a quality lock. He had a bit of a brain explosion, but he might have been a bit concerned like the rest of us, so I don't blame him. For, I don't like, didn't like what he did, but it, it's... Fish and chip paper now, you know. He, they, they hit his shoulder. He didn't hit his head. It's a yellow. It's a double yellow card on a team yellow card. So I'm hoping you know, he's a repeat yellow red card thing. No, the judiciary and it's New Zealand. I, don't, I just don't know. But I think he'll be okay. Hope he'll be okay. But we've got to beat France there because mm. we can't beat South Africa. We can't get the ball. And when we did get it, the scary thing for me is they just bullied us into mistakes. And that's pressure. That's what. That's that. That's life. It happens. And you can't say it was the same team that was at Mount Smart because it, it wasn't. Like, Marks is huge. Um, the number seven is massive. And Khaleesi is shit. The whole team shit. But those three individuals make a hell of a difference when they put on that green jumper as opposed to Croker Smith playing seven. So, I don't, or six. I, don't, I just, it worries me that if we play them in the quarterfinals, I don't want to be negative Nancy. But I, I just can't see us. Where do we get the ball? Yeah. Where does the ball come from? Who do we get it off? I know. Like, our line-out got destroyed. Our scrum got destroyed. Our ruck and all got destroyed. I had 10 bucks on Malcolm Marks. I couldn't believe, believe and I'm loving the bit. Now, we Richie Mawanga. How ballsy was that? Who wants to stand in front of a rhinoceros at <laughs> full noise? And he's stuck on like a limpet on a rock. I thought, you wee bugger. Yeah. Good on him. That's guts. That's what we want in the black jersey. Bowden Barrett just he was, might as well get a job with Fulton Hogan. He's not a defending 15. Even though that try was disallowed. You don't, don't worry about that. Just look at the fact how he just didn't show him the sideline and back his pace. He runs through like a turnstile and just slams a hand in his guts. You're never going to defend like that at 15. That's a huge worry for me. And I've said it before on the radio. It's arrogance. It's just something I don't like. Like these players play super rugby in certain jerseys and then we go to the All Blacks and we give them a completely different one. And we make one change, which I've just harped on about, that forces three other changes. To me, it's ridiculous. No one else does that in the game. And the only record Foster hasn't gotten his tenure, and I reckon the Wallabies aren't going that good, but they're not that bad either. And if Rennie wasn't showing the door... Lord Blethersloe might be in Australia as well. Mm. That's the only record he hasn't got. He's got more greatest hits than the bloody Bee Gees. Yes. I can't believe it. A record loss, and we're talking about how long the game took. 
Yeah, the I referee know. was fantastic. He explained everything. He took his time. He warned everybody. We just got beaten up. And we had to adjust. We had to adjust the referee. We had to adjust to the rush defence. We had to adjust to the aggressiveness, and we just didn't. We've heard it time and time again, Steph. We're saving stuff. We've got stuff up our sleeves. Bullshit. We've got arms up our sleeves. we got rugby's not league. You're not given the ball. You've got to earn the right to play with it. And when you've got it, you've got to hang on to it. So they have to hang on to it until they got 28 points ahead. And they thought, right, yeah, we need to use these players again. So we'll take them off now. We'll leave Peter Staff to toy with the number. Now, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't remember his name. That's because he's that damn good. I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> but they left him on. And then they bring on seven others. And that, well, that, that lock, that, well, he just scared me when I looked at him. And the, like, they're handsome. They killed us at that. Yeah. Like, it was almost embarrassing watching them watch the Harker because they knew, just blow the whistle. We're going to rip these people to bits. Yeah. Yeah, we came from a different platform to them on the arrival of that ground, and I'm with you. I, I sensed it right from the get-go. I really did. Dino, we got a scoot. Really appreciate your call, buddy. No problem. Cheers, have mate. Good um, we'll just keep Darren. Sorry, mate, you were going to be on, but I want to give you a decent airing. So we'll take the news now, and we'll come back with Darren, then Bruce, and you're welcome to join in as well. 0800 150 Well, listen, buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven is the number, and it's your opinions, your observations that we're after. The great man Darren in Aussie is calling. G'day, Darren. Hey, Staffy. How are you? Very well, sir. Mate, I just want to give you a little insight to what you've done to my household. <laughs> Me? Watching the rugby on... Yes, you. I'm watching the rugby on Friday night. You know, getting dinner ready, just about to sit down with... You know, waiting for it to finish so I can sit down and, you know, chat with the missus. And um, full time, and she, and she walks out and goes, oh, Staffy, you'll be happy. What's this going on? <laughs> oh, her indoors in Australia after one or two and says to you, Staffy, mm. you'll be happy. Oh, what a yeah. wonderful woman you've no. married. You've married well, Darren. Well, yeah. So I must admit, I, was, I said to her, these guys haven't won a match in nearly two years. <laughs> She's that's like, oh, it. that's even better. <laughs> but um, that was good. I thought, I thought to myself, geez, you'll be pumped. I was. So, I was. If only you, you knew that it was only downhill after that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, God. I don't know. The, the only solace I can get out of that, that match, I was in shock. I was just sitting there going, I can't believe what I'm seeing here. Mm. I just, this, is, this is an ambush. Um, but the only thing I suppose that, I found it was strange, and I don't know. I like your thoughts. I think we were ten minutes in. We just made our probably a hundredth tackle, and Adi Savia turned to Sam Kane and winked at him, and Sam Kane sort of smiled. And I thought that's a weird thing to see. <laughs> like they were behind the try line. I just thought, is this is this literally what we should take out of it? This is a training match. They don't want to show any of their what they're planning. They want to go into France. You know, with a game plan that France don't know what we're going to do. Geez, I hope that's true. I don't know. I just, it's the only little glimmer I'm clinging to, and I hope it's right. But because otherwise, Jesus, I mean, you know, I, we, I feel better than England and Australia should be, but yeah, it's going to be tall order to, um, to play Ireland or bloody South Africa in the quarterfinals. 
if we, if we go and put on a performance like that again. Well, we have got three games until the quarters, haven't we? Which would be our fourth. Is that right? Three games or four? Yeah. Three games. Uh, we've got, we got, we got three games. Yeah. Three games and then the quarters. Um, but we, no, we've we, got four. Four games, yeah. Yeah, we do have... Um, we do have a team that can turn it round. That like that performance they put on against South Africa, admittedly wasn't South Africa's top team. That's the resolve we need. And I'm not gonna say we're not gonna win the World Cup. We can't win the World Cup. But I think we're pretty safe in saying if they play like that, we're done in the quarterfinals. Well, we everyone we we know teams are gonna do two things against us. They're gonna try and slow it down any any facet they can whether it be an injury or anything to slow it down. And number two, they're going to run at us like, like madmen, pushing the offside as much as humanly possible. Mm. So I'm hoping. And, you know, this year we've seen, we've seen some beautiful play by the All Blacks. Like, we've really enjoyed watching them. We've seen, you know, some crea- really good creativity. Whereas the last two years we've looked stale, clunky. So I just, you know, I know we can't win them all. But it is just a warm up. But that's that's what I'm clinging to, Staffy. I just saw that little little moment between Artie and Sam Kane, and I'm thinking, okay, have they just been told to go out, do this, this, and this, and and just you know practice your defence, which we certainly did. But yeah, our discipline does worry me because that was horrible. Yeah. So. Yeah. But South Africa were bloody good. Like I don't want to take away from that. Like that was really, really, really good. They Sorry. they were fantastic. They were absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yep. Good man, Darren. Um, and best regards, kind regards to your wife, mate. Another man of a two supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. See ya. See ya, buddy. Um, now we go and talk to Face from Wider Upper. Graham. How are you, mate? Oh. Just, just coming down out of the hot side of the hill into Wainui Oh, man. What, and the scene out to the left of your window over the Wellington Harbour, magnificent. Absolutely. Brilliant. It's a bit, bit wet and rainy, but then the sun comes out, and so <laughs> it's almost like living in Auckland. Three seasons in one day. That's it. Um, what a weekend, man. What a weekend. Yeah. Um, I'll start with Heartland. Yes. You know, the East Coast tipped over the favourite store to, to win the Heartland this year, North Otago? Well, I don't know if North Otago were the favourites, but... Yeah, yep, they were, they were the TAB favourites um, before the first round. Were they really? Yeah, there they were. And then King Country goes and beats them in Wanganui. Yep. <laughs> Tasman, Tasman steal the game from North Harbour in the last minute, or the 83rd minute, whatever it was. Golden point. <laughs> what a game that was, man. That was unbelievable. Oh. I was leaping up and down my missus with what the bloody hell was going on. <laughs> well, keep listening. Go Fiji, go Fiji. Oh, Fiji was awesome as well. I know. I know. And we were bad. We were bad in South Africa. We're good. But um, you watch, mark my words... England will go out and probably put 80 on Georgia in the first round, and if we come up against South Africa, we'll probably beat them by 25 next game. That's just, I think it's just topsy-turvy stuff at the moment, Steph. It's all it is. Uh, nerves or, or just settling in or not taking some games seriously. I really don't know what it is, but um, but when it comes down to the crunch, barring some of our injuries, um, Lomax's knee looks terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, that... But, um, but yeah, Fantastic weekend, wasn't it? Carry on, mate. Yep, no, it was fantastic. We, yeah, oh, Lomax, they're, they're thinking, 
they think he's going to have to have internal stitches, external stitches, and he'll be gone for a little while, I think. So, oh, hold on to our hats. It's, it's almost a shame that um, we can't, you know, um, there's no um, clause for, uh, for the prior injuries to the, the World Cup starting. Um, to, we're locked in, you know, because um, Lord could be playing and we could call in another prop too. Moody looked all right on the, against Canterbury, and although Wellington uh, won that game and celebrated like they just won the Shield again. <laughs> uh, and Ethan Blackadder is back up and running. Yep. There you go. There's a, there's a, there's, yeah. mm. We could improve our we could improve our side with a couple of inclusions if um, if we were allowed to do it. But um, I think the window's closed on the squads now, isn't it? Uh, unless there's an injury and they're ruled out. If they rule them out and they change them, they have to be gone for the whole World Cup. So if Lomax they said right, you're gone for the whole World Cup, they can put Joe Moody in then. But I don't think they'd make that call yet. Right. No, 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 mm. that need to be sure. All good. All right, mate. Good on you, buddy. The green and white. Yes, the green and white. Yes, the green and white. <laughs> uh, quick text from Kenzie Staff. I saw that wink from Artie to Kane. Who know? Who knows what that was about? Ireland have lost Kian Healy, their prop for the cup. Yes, they have 35-year-old Kian Healy, 125 caps for Ireland, most cap forward of all time. Got injured in the weekend and he's gone. Fantastic player, Kian Healy. Uh, thank you, Ken. Uh, we uh, forced to take a little break. Uh, we've got the, another great Graham. He's in Marlborough, formerly in Northland, up the Tanifar. Looking forward to talking to you, Graham. You stick around there and join in. 0800-150-811. Graham is in Tasman, formerly in Northland. Welcome in, Graham. Staff, mate. Now, you and me need to talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, firstly, that was a great game of rugby on Friday night, mate. Like both teams, like they went out and played rugby. Yep. And it was you know, it was it was bloody four degrees, dewy, but they played running rugby, they tackled their asses off, they dropped the ball because it was so dewy, but they had a go, mate. It was a it was a pleasure to watch. I was disappointed with the loss. I don't I think that was a forward pass. If the two thousand and seven quarter final was a forward pass, then that was definitely a forward pass on Friday night. But I'm pleased for the turbo and I'm pleased for you for the win. But um yeah, you know, but that was really it was enjoyable to watch that, you know. Fast forward 12 hours, oh, no. and that was crap, mate. You know, that was crap what we watched, eh? You know, and, and as Darren said, give, give, give South Africa some kudos, mate. Like, they blew us off, blew us off the park. But what does, what's Bowden Barrett's role now as in the All Black? What does he do? Yeah, he was a bit all like, at sea, all, wasn't he? All, all the high kicks um, Richie Moanga took, like, that little guy's fearless, man. Mm. Like, took all the high kicks... And quite often, Bowden wasn't even in the frame on the TV. And then Richie, Richie Moonga holds up a guy over the line who's as big as a tank and stops a certain try. They, like, quite, they quite often swap know, places defensively and Richie will go out the back and Bowden will go on the front line. That's why Richie was taking those high kicks. Yeah, I know. I, re- I realise that, Steph. But, like, he, he just he offers nothing anymore. You know, he was once... I think the word great is used too often, but he was a pretty good rugby player up until he got that head, you know, that head knock. And I think he's gun shy now, in my view. Like my back three would be Jordan, Talia, and Lester Fananuku, yeah. and put Dmac on the put Dmac on the bench so you've got cover. But Bowden doesn't offer anything anymore. Like, yeah, just and you, you'll comment that Dane Dane Coles played well. 
I, you and I are going to have to disagree with that. I think he, I think he just comes on and he mouths off, and that's all he does. He just mouths off. His throwing was atrocious. Oh, I said, except for his throwing, I, except for his throwing, I thought defensively he was very committed. I, we were only down seven nil after half an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I, you know, I'll take, I'll take your points. I'll, I just disagree with you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, like um, but yeah, like oh, just disappointing, eh, Steph? And what Rico Arnie, you know, the ball that was bumbling around in front of him. What did he dive on? Yeah. Like, show some courage, man. Like, fight for your jersey. Fight for the country that you're playing for, mate. Don't just spring and spring it around and then, and then look up and then trot back because the other guy's taken off to score a try, mate. Show some courage, mate. Just, oh, no, I'm not going to run back and stop that. And, you know, I could have dived on the ball, but no, nah, I don't want to get hurt. Like, they're just really disappointed. They'll have to pull their socks up, mate. Otherwise, we're in big trouble, man. Mm. Like, even, like, Scotland are playing well. Ireland are playing well. Fiji's, what a game that was. France this morning. Um, you know, we've got, what more can you say? Well, we could still win it, like Dino says. We'll probably, you know, if we win it, well, fair play to them. But, man, we're in trouble, I think. Mm, but but a very... up, up the turbos, mate. I'm pleased for the turbos, but that was a bloody forward pass. Well, I'm going to agree. Travel back out of the hands of the ball. Back out of the hands, Graham. Back out of the hands. Cousins. The linesman, the referee, and the TMO—they're all cousins, mate. They're related to staff. That's what happened. <laughs> well, well done to yourself. I'm pleased for you, mate. All the best. Have a good week, bro. See Talk you, boy. Bye, bye. Uh, Gary in Upper Hutt. G'day, Gary. G'day, staff. Uh, I don't know what everyone's going on about. It was a great weekend. Wellington won. Manawatu won. Miyamoto retained a title. Jeez, what are they moaning about? Oh, I know. Fantastic <laughs> weekend. <laughs> On that rugby, though, I think we've all just got to take a big collective deep breath, don't we? I mean, we played that whole game with 14 men, essentially. And as you just said before, uh, about 30 minutes in, we were only like seven down. Mm. And, you know, you cannot go through a whole game without, in the end, those huge South Africans just running over the top of you. So not every, we're not going to play every game just with 14 men. I yeah, I don't know. I must be the only person in the country that thinks, yeah, you, you just don't worry about that. I mean, yeah, it was crap. We had terrible discipline. That's not going to... We won't do that again. Um, somehow we do have to figure out this line-out and how to throw, you know, get the ball to our not-huge locks when we're playing against someone with huge locks. Yeah, but, um, yeah I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I just think we're all just getting a little bit carried away. Yeah, it was a terrible performance, but remember, we, we were a man down that whole game, essentially. You know, what do you expect? You know, they're going to play rugby where they're going to try and grind you into the ground, and that's exactly what they did. They just smashed us. Mm, they did. You know, if it was running rugby, we, we possibly, our fitness, you know, we run around <clears> them in the end, but they don't play like that. So, you know, you know like I say, we do have to adapt to it, but... Yeah, I don't know. Take, take a bit of a breath, and you know, it's not that bad. It's not the end of the world. World Cup actually hasn't started yet. Yeah, you know, so. a whole new game against France, isn't it? Yep, yes, absolutely. It is. Hopefully, though, we can get out of our top team. You know, that that cut to Lomax's leg. Oh my God, that looked terrible. So I don't know. I don't know how he recovers quickly from that. But mm. you know, we'll see. Yeah. Good on you, Gary. Good to hear from you, champion. Yep. Yep. No worries. Um, Catch up. Let's play a little bit of a highlight. Bit of a highlight. Good counter, Rugmanawatu. They've got the ball, and they've got one more opportunity. Out past Brown for Fanganuku. He's got Bodhi Waka. 
is brilliant, Manuatu! Brown brought down inside the 22! Need players there! Armstrong Ravulla, Cam Stone takes a lock! They've got an advantage! And they've got a chance! Huda sounds! Boyden Wacker! Here it comes for Emery! McDowell! He's got players on the outside! You'll see! Brandon Yussin! He's won it for Manuatu! So good! Oh, we're going to play that again when Braden Yossi joins us in about an hour and a half. Um, lots of text messages. We'll take our last break before the news. Well, for the morning and the first hour, we've had a guest in studio who's the recipient of an auction winner, Harry Flexman, who's, uh, I was going to say a wannabe, I think a gonna be sports Juno interviewer. Harry, welcome in. Yeah, thanks for having me, Staffy. Appreciate it. Have you enjoyed the first couple of hours in the real life studio? Yeah, it's been eye-opening. It's been a really good experience, actually. I've enjoyed it so far, yeah. Tell me about your take on the All Blacks test. Look, um, whether the listeners listen to a uh, 17-year-old's opinion <laughs> on the All Blacks is uh, up to them, but I'm not phased, Staffy. I think um, it was just sort of just one of those games, you know, where a couple dodgy intercepts, drop balls... Um, Missing a couple key guys, probably one of my favourite players, Brody Italic, Shannon Frizzell, you know, just guys that are really, really physical and I think real key assets, especially when you're playing the um, the mighty South Africans. And Do you think yeah. two players would have made a difference though? Ooh. You'd like to think so? I'd like to think so. I mean, Brody Italic, he's got a bit of experience too and this, particularly with uh, Scott Barrett's red card, I think, you know, as much experience, particularly against that big forward pack as you can get, is pretty vital. Um, what do you think will happen with Scott Barrett? Oh, look, I don't think that red card was particularly when he um, dove onto that ruck. I don't think that was very cynical. Or, um, so. Didn't get his head. No, no, exactly. So I, I hope he comes back pretty soon. Um, he's obviously, he had a bit of an off game too. I'm not 100% sure what happened there, but yeah, he's been playing pretty well apart from that. And our two big discussion points for the last few weeks, who's your preferred 10 and who's your preferred 15? Oh, honestly, I, I, I really do like D-Mac. Um, he, I think he's a great bench player, absolutely, but um, it's pretty hard to go past sort of Will Jordan. And then, yeah, Bowden Barrett, I mean, once again, really experienced player, but um, I don't know, judging by that South African performance, definitely could be looking at a different option perhaps, and then Moonga at 10, probably can't go wrong there to be honest, can't judging by him. his past performances, and he played really well defensively I thought too. So Awesome Harry, yep. I'll get to some of your texts, you're still welcome to call though, after the 1 o'clock news. Ah, uh, 1 o'clock with Kaylee Bell, <clears throat> all I want to be, all I want to do, all I want to listen to, it's Kaylee Bell. Man, we got a lot of text messages in that first hour, we got a swag, but we've got a phone call, and you know the rules staff. Phone calls first. The great man, Bruce from Auckland. G'day, Bruce. Yeah, g'day, mate. Hey, um, I, I reckon that we were set up to fail in that game, mate. And um, I don't know, I haven't heard anyone mention it, really, but um, that was South Africa's third um, warm-up game. And um, we flew over a week before that game. We, most of the guys hadn't played for four to five weeks. And I, I just think you could just see it in terms of 
we were rusty as. Um, the box were really up for it in terms of they wanted to make a statement after we'd beaten them at uh, Mount Smart. And, um, yeah, I just think that um, really it was actually a poor-conceived idea to actually play that game with us so underprepared and them sort of like firing on all cylinders. And there was the big cash haul for New Zealand rugby as well, 82,000. I'd imagine we'd go 50-50 with South Africa and then their own national team could only attract 50 the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that yeah, it? Yeah, sorry, man. You're, you're dropping out a bit there, oh. so I'm struggling to hear you. Oh, okay. But um, just just the other point I wanted to make, mate, is look, I don't think... Well, I think we can definitely win the... Um, I think we can win the World Cup, but I just don't think we will. I don't think this is... Really, I think our loose four trio is lightweight. You know, when you look at the heavy-duty loose forward trios of France and South Africa particularly, I just think that really, like, um, Artie Sevier, great player, love him, but he's just too small to be a really international class number eight, and we lack presence at blindside. Um, and, yeah, I just think, I just don't think that this is the right time for us. I hope I'm wrong. And I, I really want them to win, but um, yeah, I, I just—I don't know. I don't—I I think that this just the cycle isn't right for us. I don't think. Yeah, and I also think like we've got like Artie, Sam, and Shannon, or Luke, whoever it is. We've got a good mobile loose four trio, but you, the closer we get to the World Cup, I really think the officiating is going to take away the strength that that gives us with mobility and speed of play. I feel like the game's going to be a lot more stop-start and suit those big rhinoceros loose forward trios that France and Ireland and South Africa have. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I mean, like that's no surprise. I mean, like, that's generally, particularly when you come to the, um, you know, when you come to the knockout matches, that's the way... That's the way it goes, you know. Like we've got to be able to adapt and and deal with that. And um, look, I think we can. Like you know, I certainly think that we can win, but it's it's going to take a monumental effort. And you know, we're going to need a bit of luck on our side and all that sort of stuff. And it, it, like if we do win it, it'll be a it'll be our greatest World Cup achievement, I think. Yeah, yeah, and our least expectant victory. Our least expectant. Bruce, good to have you on the show, buddy. You have a great day. Yeah, yeah you too. Cheers, mate. See you, mate. Right, some of these text messages. Question, Staffy, you guys have got an ad running saying live action for all the biggest games for the Rugby World Cup. Does that include the island teams? Um, some. I Actually, the correct answer is I'm not sure. All the All Blacks, all the big, big games – so some, Chris, we'll put out a schedule soon, I would imagine, very, very soon. Uh, the first five games of this season, Rugby Championship, all the All Blacks opponents played at All Blacks pace, fast. South Africa showed the game, slowed the game right down. Big men play longer. Yes, we, we were outthought. Uh, World Rugby looking at the type of boots players are wearing nowadays. 
I thought you're supposed to have sprigs, not cleats, like on some boots. Don't the ref check the boots? Yeah, so I heard that the gash that Lomax got was off a cleat boot, not a sprig boot. That's concerning. RC. RC, could we just employ you as an investigator and find out if that was what went on? Thank you, RC. Um, morning, staff. Sorry, can't call. Good win for you guys, but a blind man could see that was a forward pass. I'll just delete that text. That's Graham. You did ring Graham. <laughs> Great game of rugby. As for Dane Coles, I thought he was sucking in the big ones after 10 minutes. And what role does Bowden Barrett play in this team now? He offers nothing, but congrats to the Turbos on their win. I'm pleased for you. Oh, you've redeemed yourself at the end of that text. Chris from Kapiti. I also saw that wink between Artie and Same and thought they're planning something. Hmm. Dan says he winked at him because of the goal line defence. I think he'd like to take that wink back. Yeah, I think they were just saying, we done good that last 15 minutes, which they did. People are forgetting Scotland are in the pool with South Africa and Ireland. It could be Scotland we play. Yes, don't underestimate Scotland. Scotland, Fiji, Australia, Georgia, all Tonga, Samoa, all capable of upsets that we're not expecting. I think this Rugby World Cup's the most open as far as trying to pick a winner. The winner could come from France, Ireland, South Africa, New Zealand. Don't shoot me, Australia, because of their soft draw and if they get it all together. I think these five teams can win it. But then the, the teams lower down, who probably can't win it, can cause some upsets can really do that, what Japan did to South Africa. Don't panic, Mr. Mannering. South Africa had a seven-day backup. All Blacks had four weeks. 99% of their training would have been on the French game and only a couple of minutes spent on the South African game. Lungs got a workout. Shoulders got a workout. Only two things needed leading into the French game. Uh, wouldn't have been allowed to use normal line-out calls and no set-piece moves. So there's a text that thinks we're keeping something up our sleeve. Uh, the All Black squad is not officially locked in until August 29, so there is still a window from Dan. I didn't know that, Dan. <clears throat> Big text, so I have to open the separate box. Here it is. Hi, Steffi. The box wanted it more and showed their class. At least motivation will not be a problem next time around for the All Blacks. Biggest problem was our go-forward. Frizzell was a major omission. And just on that point, I thought Frizzell was our intent leader at Mount Smart. That first 20 minutes was incredible. It was a follow me. And I think perhaps Jason Ryan got in his ear before that Mount Smart game and said, mate, you've got to set the platform. You've got to get set the tone on physicality. And it lifted everyone else. So I think he was a major admission as uh, a mission as well. Tokyo needs to start against the box next time to provide punching power to get any gain line ascendancy and any momentum. Our strength is speed and endurance. Run them off their feet. Note aside, I enjoyed Roger Tuivasa-Shek playing in the Bunnings NPC. Such a professional. Any other high profile who missed out on the All Black selection would have seeked a release ASAP, especially seeing how the Wars are going from Junior. Roger... Best game I've seen in play of rugby. Haven't watched all his games, but it's the best one I've seen. Fantastic. 
good solo try as well. Hey, Staffy, I watched the Warriors at the Golden Fleece in Wakawaiti. It is a country pub, rugby-mad farmers, but the locals were there supporting and chahooing the Warriors on and yarning about how good they are going. Warriors are having a far-reaching effect up and down the country. Great to see Cruden face, uh, lace up the boots for Waikato. That is from Nath from Dunnis. Good to hear from you, Nath. Murray, are we now seeing the true result of South African teams leaving Super Rugby? I feared this would happen. Aussie and All Blacks unable to compete. I know what you're saying, Murray, but I'll give you this. How good's Fiji been since they've gone into Super Rugby? Samoa, better since they've gone into, into Super Rugby. Japan have fallen right away. Now, I do know that the um, Sunwolves didn't have a lot of Japanese national players. It's still a changing landscape, and I think there's going to be a lot more change, Murray. Um, good points, good points. Uh, like I said to Smithy, the All Blacks team is still a worry. We got monstered by the huge South African pack, and that rushing defence gave us no room to attack, and we were on the back foot for a lot of that game. Do we have a plan B or C to change things if they aren't working? Rory, we don't. How long have we been talking about plan B for the All Blacks? Because plan A in 88 or 86% of our test matches works, but in the 14 that it doesn't, where is our plan B? It's not there. But according to someone earlier, we're keeping things up our cards. Uh, cards up our sleeve. Cards up our sleeve. Um, Manawatu were lucky the ref wasn't from Wanganui and that Chippy Semenoff has retired. Wayne from Carbo. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. I'll take that as a congratulations and it wasn't a forward pass. Pressure brings mistakes. And of course, yellow cards come when you continue to have the ball in hand. Full praise to the box as those forwards destroyed our pack. Question again is where was Sam Kane when we needed him? He was in the mixer. He was putting his head in those dark places. But if he was in the South African side, he would have been the smallest forward. And he had Artie Savier and his team who was smaller than him. We were out-muscled. I think that might change their plan with, well, I was going to say with Scott Barrett going to six to get our size back up, but we're down on locks now. <sighs> Staffy, I'd say Williams and Newell have played their last game. Jacobson too small for Test Rugby. Geordie had a shocker, and I'm not sold on Will Jordan at all. Apart from that, we will still win the World Cup. <laughs> I'm heading there Wednesday. I'm going to miss the Auckland-Manawatu game. Ken, you're going to miss one of the great NPC games of all time. Jeez, you've put the line through a few. Tamaiti Williams, Fletcher Newell, Jacobson, Geordie. Look, I think Williams, Newell, Jacobson, and potentially Geordie, will go great against anyone but South Africa. But if and when we get South Africa again in this Rugby World Cup, we need some innovation. We need a different plan. I, I, I agree with you there. Last one before a break. I remember the dirt track at All Blacks, 1992. They lost to Sydney, 40-7. to That was the last time I see the All Blacks team dismantled for 80 minutes. And long be it be, long be it be, long may it be until we see them dismantled again. Especially not in the next two months, please. Please. Right, we have to say goodbye to Harry.
See you later, Harry. Have you have you had a good time? I've had a great time. What what's on the plans for you? You got a day off school today? Yeah, I mean, probably tour the beautiful city of Auckland, I would imagine, um, <sighs> before heading back down to the Tron. Yeah. So do people in Hamilton call Auckland a city of the past because it's Hamilton's city of the future? Oh. Or yeah, City of the Present? I mean, probably more City of the Present, to be totally honest with you, Staffy. Yeah, you've got to get out through the toll gate or yeah, else exactly. they'll stop you. <laughs> uh, good to have you in here, champ, and wish you all the best in your future, mate. Thanks very much. We will catch up with a couple of the players from the Southern Hoihus, Zoe Richards and Paige Bradley, in studio after this. It's a great pleasure now to welcome in a couple. We've actually got the whole team in the studio. Well, not in the studio, but in our offices today are the Southern Hoiho, which SENZ proudly proudly I think we own it which is pretty damn awesome and we've got two of their star players we've got Zoe Richards and Paige Bradley Paige uh, one at a time welcome in thank you and Zoe thank you thanks for having us um, you've been up in Auckland not a, not not a win up in Auckland which is a shame but looking at your season you've beaten every team um, at least once, uh, picked up a couple of losses. But Paige, how do you feel like you're tracking one more round and then playoffs? I think we um, are doing well this this year and I think we're peaking when we need to. Um, I think we're finding our rhythm. We had a few bumps in the road, but I think we're getting there and we're going to peak when we need to at finals. Nice. And Zoe, um, you're a local girl from down there. Yeah, sure am. St... Hilda's? Yeah, St Hilda's. St Hilda's School. Yeah. I'd never heard of that school. Yeah, no. The high school, we had a pretty good basketball team back in the day <laughs> when I was there. So it's like a while ago. But uh, yeah, it's really cool to be able to play for my um, local team. And, you know, the community has really got behind us this season. And it's great to see like all the fans coming to our game. It's so. quite cool, Dunedin. Um, like you're from Dunedin, but Paige, you're not. There's a real vibrancy about basketball in that town. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, people are starting to recognize us and being the women's team in the in the city. And, yeah, we're really getting some traction and some attention. And it's really exciting. Little accent there. I, I'm, I, I think it's probably from somewhere like Woodlands in, in Texas. Is that, <laughs> is that where you sort of kicked it all that off? That rings a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about um, a youngster in America, a young woman in America, playing basketball when did you start sure um gosh I was I think 11 or 12 is that right um, and <laughs> regardless <laughs> regardless I of course wanted to be like my brother and he was playing basketball turns out I was better than him so I stuck with it um he did not um but yeah it was it was awesome I think there was a lot of opportunity I had some really good people around me that um helped me with the game and I got very lucky um, and then it was the dream to go to college and play college basketball in, in the States and dream came true. So that was, yeah, basically how it all went down. And off to the playing for the Denver University Pioneers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask Zoe about playing college basketball, but you're an American and that's your pathway. Mm. A lot of international young women go and play college basketball mm -hmm. over in the States. Is that welcomed with open arms? Absolutely. Um, I think it brings, um, you know, diversity to the basketball game with people from um, overseas or imports come in and bring their own talents and skills. And um, I think it's amazing, just like I enjoy going 
out of America and overseas and playing professionally. I think it just brings different elements to the game and and adds a lot. And so you went to St Hilda's, as we said, in Dunedin. Was it straight from there and then you went to Wyoming? Yes, yeah. And ended up in Florida? Yeah. So was that like a fresh-faced 17-, 18-year-old off to the States? <laughs> yes, for sure. It was like a huge adjustment um, at the start going um, from, yeah, high school straight away like after Christmas. I went straight um, and redshirted half a season um, and, and went to a junior college in Wyoming and that's like a really small country <laughs> uh, community but it was a great first step and it was um, it was cool that I was able to you know just work my way slowly into like the American style and like how it goes there and then moving to Florida was so nice. I loved Florida and the basketball um the coaching staff, it was just like an amazing experience. I'm so glad. I how how busy are you over there? Because you're on a scholarship, so you have to get good grades. You have yeah. to study. You have to go to exams. But you also want to keep your spot in the team as as a, um international who's coming in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a certain grade point average that you have to keep at to be eligible. But um, in saying that, like, there's great support over there and – um, the main thing is balancing your time. You really don't have much of a, I personally don't have much of a social life because, you know, you have training every single night or at my school we did. Um, you have games. So, like, you know, you'll get back home at, like, 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning and then you have class at 8 or 9. And so um, now looking back, I'm like, how the heck did I do this? Because it was just so busy. Um and even now, like, I'm like, okay, when I have a rest day, I take the rest day when I need it because it's just, yeah, crazy. And um, you studied communication and graduated, but I also noticed theatre and <laughs> psychology. Yeah. Does psychology help you in basketball? Uh, yeah, it does a little bit. Um, it's great, I guess, looking at how um, the mental aspect as well of the game, how important that is with basketball or in sports in general. Um, you know, you really have to be mentally focused in the game and have your mind ready um, to perform at your best. So in that aspect, it's really helpful, like knowing those skills. Paige, I think I'm right. Well, this is what a website told me. You've both played in Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. How on earth earth (laughs) did you find them or did they find you? Uh, That that was through my agent. Um, She found me the job. I didn't go until after New Year's, so I was just there for like about a half a season. Um, but it was it was a cool experience. I mean, it's a small country. It's you tiny. Don't, <laughs> you don't have a away game that's more than like 45 minutes away, <laughs> which is pretty nice though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then next thing I know, I hear Zoe Richards is there and I mean we didn't know each other but I went back to visit when I was playing in Germany I went back to visit the team and said hi to everyone met Zoe there and then a few months later we're crossing paths again and here I am in New Zealand on playing together so oh so have we got you to thank for bringing her to Dunedin um well it was our input before so Lena um she played for us last year and she friends with Paige um we kind of briefly talked after one of my games but I would have to say that Lena was the one that got that got Paige here Mm, yeah so very thankful for that what (laughs) does the basketball career look like for you Paige like how far in advance can you plan like you Mm. end up in Luxembourg you end up in Dunedin Mm. do you know what's next and would how far out can you plan that yeah not very far it's um very 
short-term, spontaneous. Um, I definitely always tell people I live my life a month at a time. (laughs) But yeah, I don't have um, future plans right now. I was playing in Germany, then I played in Australia, and now I'm here. And really my mind was like, we need a break. And so um, plan is to go back home at the moment. Um, I never really closed the door on anything. I think my agent's always sort of looking. But um, yeah, we'll see what's next. Ask me in a month. (laughs) So you might get a phone call and say, hey, Lithuania or Croatia. And you go, yep, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I think... For Luxembourg, for example, um, it was she called me, and within the week, I knew that I was flying out in the next two weeks. So, yeah, that's amazing. It was like that. <laughs> We're knocking on the door of playoffs, uh, Zoe. Everyone here is very invested in both uh, you guys and, and the Nuggets. Um, can you get there? Do you feel like you've got the rate of improvement that will enable you to get over everyone in the playoffs? Yeah, 100%. I think that, um, any team's beatable and like we've we've really come together as a team and we're gelling so well um, and I really think that coming finals time we're going to be like getting on point like we're going to be working together as a team and everyone's going to be stepping up to the stepping up their game and I'm yeah, excited to see how we go in in the finals. Oh one last question after a win being from Dunedin is it spates? <laughs> It should be, but <laughs> we usually just um, have a nice chip with, I mean, it's pretty hard with our schedule, it's like back to back, so usually pretty much after the game we're all usually exhausted and then, Power you range. know, yeah, hydration and getting ready for the next game. I mean, like, you know, we played on Friday and then we had to come to Auckland on Saturday, so it was like, it's really fast turnaround um, and so recovery is really important and that's something that we've been really trying to focus on so that we're fresh and ready for the next game. Maybe after the finals. So maybe, yeah, yeah, after the finals, <laughs> ask me that question again. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, awesome to have you in studio today. Um, wish you all the best uh, playoffs, as I say, one more game and then playoffs and uh, go get them. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Oh, I'll continue on my concerted effort to get to your great text messages. Carl says, hey, Staffy, can you clear something up for me? Do rugby, oh, I've read that one, Spriggs and, and Cleats. I can't clear it up. <clears throat> I can't clear it up, but they'll have a decent look at it surely after that. Gosh, we only got a glimpse of that injury to Lomax, but ugh, it was horrible. Um, Staffy, what is sickening to listen to is the fanboy brigade headed by Jeff Wilson who refuse to criticise the All Blacks in the New Zealand Rugby Union but make excuses for everything. From the state of the game, the empty stadiums, and now a full-strength All Blacks embarrassing hiding to South Africa. That game was tripe. And a two-hour rolling lolly scramble officiated by Canary is what will kill the game. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel, Paul. I did find it quite interesting in the post-match analysis that it was a little bit shrug our shoulders and move on, wasn't it? And I think we were comprehensively outplayed in all departments, in all departments. I do think we were brave in that first 20 to 25, just hard on defence. In fact, I don't think any boots were placed on the Twickenham grass in the South African defensive half for the best part of half an hour. And I thought, geez, we're into this. But when we got through that 25 minutes, I thought, right, 
now we can we've 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 stymied that. Um, but it didn't happen. And then went the, the little winks and stuff like that. Yeah, it was interesting. Just going to give you a quick TAB TAB update. TAB.co.nz is where you go for all of this. And I'm trying to figure out the best place to look. It's probably the NRL because those odds will be out. Um, we had a couple of texts asking about uh, Sammy Hewitt, normal producer and our wonderful commentator. Oh, there's a move in that price. Uh, the Warriors against the Dolphins this weekend. Sounds like Tohu Harris with a back injury. Definitely Metcalf with a hammy. Mitch Barnett might be back. Jazz Tavanga might be back. And there's a couple of other might-bees and a couple of other might-not-bees. When I looked first thing this morning, the Dolphins were $2.40. They're now $1.92. So I guess the TRB's heard this as well. And the Warriors are $1.85. Uh, probably see Tamari Martin. You'll probably see Ronald Volkman. You might see uh, Tane Opiki. Um, Viliami apparently is one of the ones that might be back. We could see a few rested this week. You might. I mean, all season, uh, Coach Andrew Webster has said, um, I'm not thinking about resting players. I'm just thinking about winning each game. That's what he said. Um, but now we're guaranteed in the finals. Maybe that might change for him a little bit. Uh, the outright winner has seen some movement in the last few days. Uh, Penrith and our favourites just at 240 ahead of Brisbane at 288. Melbourne Storm at 6, and then the Warriors are at 10. Newcastle Knights are at 15. They're probably the form team of the competition, but looks like Caelan Pong has done an AC joint in his shoulder, got absolutely smashed. And one of his assists, he was, he's been on fire. But if he's gone, I'd say Newcastle are gone. Uh, Cronulla, $23. South Sydney, 34 Roosters, 36 I could do a whole hour on Jared Wairira Hargreaves and his brain explosion. Just the high shot on Api Korosau was a running coat hanger straight into the head. Minimum three weeks. He'll get four if he contests and loses, but he's got another three weeks for the headbutt in the scuffle that happened after that. So minimum six weeks for Jared. Um, red mist for him. So the Roosters at 36. The Cowboys might be able to sneak in now. They're at 76 in Canberra, who I think, uh, what did Sammy label them? Top eight imposters. I think is the way he framed that. Um, so that's your TAB update on the NRL overall ladder. TAB.co.nz, BR18, gamble responsibly. Um, text from James says, I think the Warriors have to seriously have a look at resting some players for the Dolphins game. We don't need any more injuries before in the finals, and we are now starting to pick the injuries up. Metcalf and Tohu, maybe a chance to give the younger guys a run, and Tamari Martin some game time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... I wanted to watch the Warriors reserve grade team or the New South Wales Cup team go around so I could watch tomorrow, but I couldn't see it on TV. So I'm imagining um, he got through the game unscathed. So very interested. They name the team tomorrow night, don't they? At five o'clock in the afternoon, I think is team naming. Still lots more texts, but we will take a break because with Rabinio in the chair, he's going to tell us what's making news after this. Ladies and gentlemen, I've, I've just been handed an urgent... And a horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. 
What's making news around the world? Oh, this will be good. Robbie's put his cap on backwards. He's ready to roll. What's happening <laughs> in, the, in the world of news, Robbie? Let's find out, Steph. Um, in for Sam, and we're going. We're going straight back into the old routines. Uh, world world records. records. Yes, boy. <laughs> um, and uh, and specific stories that are finding my for you page uh, just catered to me. Which uh, with story number one, a world record starting with a Wisconsin man. <laughs> you love to see it. Um, Wisconsin. Uh, I take it back, actually. It's Wisconsin Meat Company, which um, I'm sure contains men. But uh, they celebrated their 75th anniversary by making the world's longest... Pause for your effect. Guess? Sausage. Very close. Meat stick. So, probably. Like a... Um, Yeah. Yeah, measuring 314 feet long. Almost 96 metres. Wow. Solid effort. Uh, so yeah, they uh, Wenzel's Farm teamed up with a uh, South Carolina-based company, which makes uh, collagen casings and films. Collagen, 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 Col- collagen casings and films uh, to create a casing with the size and toughness to withstand the Guinness World Record attempt. <laughs> so a- Please tell me they fed the homeless with it or something like that. There was some good that came out of it. Yeah, um, it does say the meat stick was then cut into portions and served to attendees at the company's uh, anniversary celebration. Okay, that's so. They, Didn't yeah, go to they waste. Got, yeah, they got something out of it. Um, but yeah, 314 feet. It's a monster. It is. Um, second story, we're going to go to London. London Zoo. Uh, and this, this is just a... This is just a it's not much to this story, I just liked it. Okay. A good, uh, good feel-good story. They, um, they, ha- they held their annual animal weigh-in on Thursday <laughs> across all their animals um, they tempted squirrel monkeys onto scales with treats um, and used a curry scented measuring stick to coax Sumatran tigers to stretch out <laughs> in order to be weighed and uh, it's home to about 14,000 animals Steph um, it takes several days actually to weigh and measure every mammal bird reptile fish and invertebrate in its care. They've got um, 14,000. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the results go into a database that's shared with zoos around the world. Um, facilities head of zoolo- zoological. Zoological? Zoological. Zoological, right. Uh, operations said, uh, we record the vital statistics of every animal at the zoo from the tallest giraffe to the tiniest tadpole. Just as important. So yeah, now that that just uh, that just sounded interesting. I like to think they they had a whole like uh, you know on show. They were all like in front of everyone, you know, weigh weigh the animal, do the flex, do you the know, flex. Like, like they do in the weighing in yes at forty five grams yes. a newt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we move on to a final story. Um, now, are you into? What do you think about kind of mythical creatures and you know things like ghosts, for example, like things? Yeah, I can um, handle ghosts. Do you believe in them? Yep. Okay. Um, what about other things? Aliens? Yep. Okay. Interesting. Well, um, <laughs> along the same lines, um, the Loch Ness monster yes. is a is a classic one, and uh, apparently mystery hunters converged on a, on the Scottish Lake on Saturday 
to continue to look for signs of it. It's still it's still going. Now I I, I just can't I can't help but thinking like Surely it would have been found by now and proven, but I haven't really looked into it. So maybe it has been like proven in inverted commas. But, but if it's proven, it. it'll ruin all the magic. Yeah, it'll ruin the tourism industry at uh, Inverness, which is right. Loch- I think that's where Loch Ness is, is Inverness. I might be wrong. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, researchers uh, they're trying to seek evidence. They're they're using they're using all types of high tech equipment. They've got infrared cameras, hydrophone. They got thermal imaging drones out there yes. as well. And um, yeah, it was a two day event. Being billed as the biggest survey of the lake in 50 years. Uh, and it includes volunteers scanning the water from boats and the lakeshore with others around the world joining in with webcams. So it's, oh, it's a huge thing. It's and massive. It's massive. It is. And, um, well, I guess it will continue. Fact. Hit me. Right. First fact. Oh, more than one. Yeah, I've got two. Okay. Thought I copied them into my document, but I did not, so I will... Go back to where I found them, which I did have open as a tab, so will not waste time, but me explaining it definitely did. Uh, rubber bands. Yep. They're going to last much longer when they're refrigerated, apparently. Yeah. Causes <laughs> the... Uh, po- Another word. I've heard, I've heard a few words. Po- polymers? Polymers, yeah. Polymers to relax, keeping the band from breaking down as fast as it normally would. Nice. And a final, we're going full circle in a donut fashion. We're starting with America, pun intended on donut, and ending with America. Apparently, and I can only assume this is in America because it's an American website and it definitely does not apply to New Zealand, there are 293 ways to make change for a dollar. Wow! And that is what I hate about American currency. Wow! <laughs> of course, like, the majority of those is just going to be penny, 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 like, keep going. Um... But yeah, dimes, quarters, combinations. It's incredible. I've got a fact. I you stumbled do. on on the weekend. Right. If you collected all of the ants in the world together and weighed them, it'd be the same as all of the humans in the world. Goodness. You like that one? I do like that one. It's true. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll get to some more of your texts. And Louis Brown on the NRL and Braden Yossi on the Manawatu teams win in the next half hour as well. A uh, very good timely text from Ken saying the Loch Ness Monster plays for South Africa. You all saw him in the second half. <laughs> Staff, have you ever heard a ref's response to a possible try as on-field decision, I'm unsure? <laughs> Classic. That's Mark from Christchurch. Yes, I remember that. Afternoon, Staffy. Does rugby need to look at the advantage rule? Teams can go 30 metres down the field, make a mistake, and then go back to the penalty. Sean, I've been banging on about that. I'm 100% with you. Needs to be easier to understand, both for us at home and for the players. It's crazy. It goes for far too long, in my view. Um, My negative. uh, Luke Jacobson... What does it say? Oh, Luke Jacobson was soft on contact, just like the Super 15 final. I really wanted him to play well. I was hoping that Super 15 was just a blip. Maybe not now. I also want to see the chief swinger. That'll be Amuni Narawa. And Jordan at fullback. Leicester on the left wing as a battering ram. Staffy, is, this is from Sean, uh, is World Rugby in trouble when one team picks seven forward reserves? Or is that just working to your team's strength? There's no hard and fast rule about that. Uh, one of their back replacements got injured in the warm-up, I believe. 
Um, so Quagga Smith was added to the bench. Now, Quagga Smith's a wonderful sevens player, so I think he probably would have doubled as a back reserve if they needed another one, which they didn't. Um, on the Warriors, is it worth resting Johnson and giving Tamari and Ronald Volkman a run? Yes, it is. He's got a dicky quad, hasn't he? Shawnee, um, so I would say he'll probably be rested. I think that would be the prudent thing to do. Uh, Christo says, yeah, let's just blame Bowden Barrett for the loss. LOL. Staff, uh, De Groot conceded four penalties, same as Moody against Wellington. Ryan is under pressure. Oh, Ken, I don't know if he's under pressure. I don't know if he's under pressure on that. Staff, who are you bringing in to make our pack bigger? No one I can think of apart from Paddy Tuipolotu. Moving Scott Barrett won't change much, even if we can. Are we going to substitute size for skill? We have to fight with skill, strength, tactics and body position. There is no one bigger. The hang-up on size is probably another reason rugby playing numbers are dropping. Pete, good text, Pete. Most of our big players are very skillful as well, though. I just The way we were just cleaned out by the big Africans was my concern. Our discipline issues come with being under the pump from better teams from Dan. I agree, Dan. Uh, Staff, Akira and Hoskins are waiting for a call. They're still 24 hours, and they're big boys. Mm -hmm. Staff, how funny. Bowden and Rico copping it. Look at those Cantab forwards. Most are a disgrace, picked by Ryan. Forwards crushed. Backs can't do much, and Moonga missing out in front doesn't handle the big time. That was a concerning miss. We're going to take news now on the other side. Louis Brown, former warrior, former Kiwi. We'll go over the NRL from the weekend. He's excited. Oh, wasn't it good to hear in the news there, Aaron Smith saying the All Blacks will take the learnings from that loss against South Africa. Aaron Smith, there is no such word as learnings. It's lessons. And then John Kerwin said it in the post-match as well. We'll take the learnings and move on. It's such a dismissive thing to get us to accept that we've just been flogged. There's no such thing as learnings. It doesn't give you an excuse to play badly because then you can just say learnings and we all move on. Nothing went the All Blacks way. What will they get out of it? Not a lot. Lots of learnings, I guess. Yeah, lots of learnings. (sighs) Don't buy it. Don't buy it. One team that didn't need to take learnings was the Warriors, who just racked up another win. And joining us for his usual, he's back. Ah, bigger and happier than ever. Louis Brown, former warrior, former Kiwi, former everything, current champion. Louis, welcome in. Hey, Steph, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Did you get any learnings out of the All Blacks getting flogged by South Africa? Uh, I I learned that they played on Friday, uh, Saturday morning. That's the only thing I learned. So that was a Friday night game in England, and I was certainly jet-lagged, too jet-lagged to even watch it. (laughs) So... To wake up and see that result, uh, my learning was a little bit surprised. Um, but then seeing all the other results sort of trickling over the weekend, it didn't make me feel so bad, especially playing up against the gate South African team. Um, you know, sold out stadium at Twickenham. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, you know, it's, it's probably better off it happens now than, um, you know, than down the track. Um, you know, it's better off it's, you know, we, as you talk about staff, the learnings <laughs> and get that right for the round one game, which is probably going to be the game of the tournament um, yeah. against the French. It's a monster. It's a monster. Boy, the NRL uh, this round, Louis, got off with a hiss and a roar with the Eels 
almost doubling the number of points of the Panthers. This has made us all sit up and take notice. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, um, it's always been a bit of a bogey side for the, the Panthers, um, you know, over the past few years, the Parramatta Eels. Have, you know, the Panthers have, have, you know, obviously played them in the final series quite a lot. And they've usually struggled against them in the round robin. Um, you know, um, obviously Penrith losing Jerome Luai. Um, you know, it's a big, big issue. Um, and you know, unfortunately for Parramatta, um, they leave their last. They leave their probably their best game to last. Um, mm. They got the bye this weekend, so they they would probably class their season as a um, a, a fail. Um, you know, going from grand finalist um, to, to probably a team that we, we all thought at the start of the year that could probably shake the, the, the competition up a little bit. So um, back to the drawing board for the Panthers. Um, you know, they've got a big game this weekend um, against the North Queensland Cowboys. And, you know, if, if there's anybody that can, you know, probably shake up or, or probably find some form or has a little bit of X factor heading into this, you know, this last round and into the finals. Um, you know, the Cowboys are, you know, they're certainly hitting their straps. Tommy Dearden's playing good footy, drink water once a game. Um, Nanai, Nanai's starting to find his form. Um, so once again, there's, there's it's going to be a great game. Um, you know, I think, I think the beauty of the, this weekend um we're getting a do- we're, we're, I feel like we're getting a dose of the finals before we, we even get week, week week one of the finals, and I don't think that's happened very often uh, in the last round of the NRL for a few seasons now. So I'm strapping up for for this round 27. I can't wait for it. Yeah, the Broncos storm Thursday night. Do, do teams rest players? What do they do here? Well, I think Craig Bellamy's come out and he's he, he's obviously indicated that Hughes um, he's out. Um, they're also looking at Harry Grant, Grant resting. Um, you know, but you know, it, it's an opportunity for someone like you know Ryan Pappenhausen um, to get you know probably a a more intense game under his belt. Um, and you know the Broncos, you know, the it's for them as well. It, it's it's kind of um, it, it's kind of minor, minor premiership lose that. Um, they lose the game against the Bronco. I mean the Storm. You know, that gives the opportunity, opens the gate for the Panthers to, I believe, um, create history and, and, and win that, um, that that minor premiership three three or four years in a row now. So um, big game once again, Storm. And they've always been a bogey team uh, for, for the Broncos as well. So, and, you know, you know with the Broncos, they've got a young squad, um, a few injuries, obviously. Paddy Carrigan out this week as well. Um, you know, Reynolds, what's, what's happening with his calf? Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a few things, you know, especially with the younger teams, you don't want to reverse in too many players because you want them, you know, carrying that form in, in, into the, um, into the, into the final series, Pe- you know, people like Penrith and, and, and the Storm who have had finals experience, you know, that, you know, that they've had players that have gone there and, and been there previously, uh, I think, um, you know, they're right to rest the players, but. I guess the most interesting thing over here is at the moment is, you know, the Penrith Panthers lose on Friday night. The Broncos go out and have a great game, but the the Panthers open up a bigger margin at Sportsbet TAB. Uh, they're paying 250 to win win the comp now, and the Broncos at $3. So I, I think it's one of those two teams to lose. Um, as much as I want the, the Warriors to be there, I still think they will be. Um, it's just a matter of... You know, I, I I really felt like we 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 defended really well. We scrambled well. Um, it took the Dragons a while to sort of, you know, 
find their groove. But um, you know, and you know, the most pleasing thing for us is, is the way that we're we're playing through the middle. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe we've got such a great forward pack. Um, you know, Adam Fanor Blake, he's just he's he's the one of the form props of the the the, the competition, if not the world. Um, and yeah, he's unstoppable playing 71 minutes. You know the you know the endurance that he has. You know it's up there with Payne House, and 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 you need someone like that, someone important like that in the middle. And he he like I've said a, a few times to you, Steph, he he actually intimidates the opposition. So. Um, an interesting round, um, interesting few games heading around into 27. The Warriors then, you know, a nice win against the Dragons. Uh, hard earned, but they got there in the end. News out that Tohu Harris likely to miss this week and maybe the following as well. Um, Sean Johnson, I think they might be tempted to rest him. You talked about Adam Fanua Plake. He's, he's done so much mileage, and I think we'd benefit from him having a rest uh, Tamari Martin played New South Wales Cup and got through that apparently unscathed. Can you see wholesale changes or four or five or six changes resting some of our key players going into this week against a Dolphins side? Yeah, I think we might see a few a few resting. Um, you know, someone like Adam. Um, you know, obviously uh, Tohu. Um, you, know, you know, seasoned campaigners. You know, it's like 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 I mentioned earlier, it's a little bit different with the experienced players. They they know how to have the week off. They know how to prepare themselves for the next, you know, the next week after that. Um, but, you know, I think someone like Sean, um, you know, losing Luke Metcalf now with a hamstring, um, you know, it's an opportunity for Sean and probably, you know, straight switch for Tamari Martin coming into six. Um, it, it, you know, Sean's the type of player that would probably want to play this weekend to, to, to build that combination um, heading into week one of the finals. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. Uh, there's a really oh, mouth-watering match on Friday night. The Rabbitohs, who are gripping on to eighth place on the ladder against the Roosters, 10th, who are going to be without Jared Wairia Hargreaves. What a brain explosion that was, but we're used to that from big Jared. Um, this will be a willing affair. It, it will be. And, you know, over here, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to live over the side of the bridge um, in the east and, you know, it, it's you know, it's it's two teams that hate each other. Um, <laughs> there's obviously a lot of a lot of speculation coming out of the camp over here of, of the Rabbitohs and the Sam Burgess stuff that that's going on with the, Jason Demetrio and um, the Roosters. You know, a, a team that we were all talking about um, before the start of the season. Probably, you know, them and the Rabbitohs. You know, some like two teams that were probably going to try and tickle up the Panthers for mm. for the premiership. And um, you know that now they're both, you know, basically playing off to to see who's actually going to, you know, get into the the finals. Obviously, the Rabbitohs they win, they they probably cement their spot. Um, the Roosters win, they probably need a few things go their way, especially with their points differential. Um, but you know, once again, mouth-watering game. You know, one week before the finals, and um, you know, you know, one fighting like a, a superstar team fighting for their spot um, in the Rabbitohs, and and the Roosters finally hitting their straps. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a great game. Um, and then you know, it, 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 and then that leads into the Sharks and the and 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 the Raiders, who are basically going to battle it out for um, home ground advantage on or you know you know. You know, from that that fifth position down to eight. Yeah, 
What about the Knights? Uh, last one I want to talk to you about, Louis. The Knights, uh, they're going to make the eight, but it looks like Caelan Ponga, very bad injury, AC joint. We know how much they hurt. Um, they're in fifth on the table. They'll stay in the eight, but I think of all the teams in the NRL, any team that's most reliant on a single player is the Knights' mm. reliance on Caelan Ponga. Yeah, but I think also um, the the like uh, um, obviously uh, you know not a great injury to have the AC joint, um, but um, um, don't 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 quote me as a, as a doctor here, but uh, um, I was unfortunate enough to play two seasons with a, a bad AC, and and it's out of out of all the injuries, it, it probably reacts the best to the 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 um, the painkilling um, injection that you're required to play with. Right. And because because Kalen's in the in the back line and, and, and isn't in the front line as much, um, it, it's probably gonna it's probably gonna help him. So, you know, we, we speak about shoulder injuries, but it, it's something that it really reacts well to um, a painkiller painkilling needle. So, I think we'll probably see Kalen, um, you know, line up against the Dragons. If not, he'll he'll be right for week week one of the finals. Um, but the Vardis is an, an exciting team to play at the moment. Obviously. Um, you know, Clune playing good footy. Um, you know, the the young Mars, Mar, Greg Marju, Margio on 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 the wing, who's you know he he's a he's a meat eater. Um, you know, Dominic Young. Um, you know, they're they're, they're coming home and they you know they're playing against the Dragons side. They've got to come down to Sydney this weekend. And um, but you know, um, eight weeks ago they only won five games. They've gone on they've gone on to win eight in a row and um, you know everyone's talking about them and and it's just great it's great to watch across and and not only just see the warriors game sold out but the knights game sold out too and it's just it's just great for rugby league and and, and I think you know we're going to see a blockbuster uh, final series. We sure are. And when we talk next week, Louis, we'll know the top eight. We'll know who's playing who. It's still up in the air, all the positioning on the table. Uh, so much good rugby league this weekend. As always, who, my who friend. You, who, you reckon, who you reckon we got first round in the week of the final, Steph? Um, I think the Broncos beat the Storm. So I think we'll yep. get Penrith. Okay. Mm. All right then. Is that right? And we'll, we'll win that, have the week off, and then... Then, then let's that. go. Let's go after yeah, that. <laughs> okay, all right. We're all right. We're ready. Big energy next Monday then, Steph. Let's pump it up. Good on you, Louis. All right, mate. Have a great week, eh? See you, champion. Louis Brown joining us out of Australia straight after this break, straight out of Palmerston North. He's the captain of the Manawatu rugby team, and he scored the last-minute try to get their first win in two seasons. Braden Yossi joining us after this. Well, it was one of the greatest nights uh, known to modern man on Friday night when Manawatu reversed two years of defeats to pick up their first win. Uh, we've got him on hold at the moment, the captain of the Manawatu team. Manawatu team. But first of all, take us back, Robbie. Counter-ruck's good. Good counter-ruck, Manawatu. They've got the ball and they've got one more opportunity. Out past Brown for Fainganuku. He's got Bodhi Waka. Waka with his pace. Looking for players on the inside. This is brilliant. Manawatu. Brown brought down inside the 22. Need players there. Armstrong Rovula. Cam Stone takes a look. They've got an advantage. And they've got a chance. Huda sounds. Bodine Wacker. Here it comes for Emery. McDowell. He's got players on the outside. Yossi. Bodine Yossi. He's won it for Manawatu.
Ah, still get goosebumps. Still get goosebumps. The mighty green and whites and joining us, the man that scored the final try and pointed to the heavens. Captain of Manawatu, Braden Yossi. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. No, oh, what, do you, what do you say? <laughs> Relief, I reckon. <laughs> what? I hate the I hate the question straight after the match. How do you feel? But that moment you'd heard the hooter, we had advantage, two or three passes out. You were out the widest, and you score that try. Can you take us inside the body and mind of of the captain of Manawatu who've been trying so hard for so long? <laughs> yeah, oh, it was probably overwhelming relief, a big flow of emotion. Um, man, we've been working hard. And it's been a lot of hurt in a long time. And, yeah, just overwhelming relief thinking, jeepers, we've finally done it. And then for him to review it, it was probably the longest few minutes of my life, to be fair. I know. <laughs> and I was watching it and I thought, don't you dare. Don't you dare. I was putting the hex on on everything. We've had a few Northland supporters saying the pass was forward. It went back from the hands. I don't mind about that. Again, uh, inside the dressing rooms after that, once you finally got back into the sheds, um, I was lucky enough to join your sheds after that pre-season game and it was sort of heads down. I'd imagine it was something pretty special uh, after that match. Yeah, it was special. Um, heaps of, heaps of, it was actually old-timers day as well. We sort of added to the emotion, but um, plenty of old-timers in the room, boys smiling, music playing. It was just, um, yeah, it was something we desperately needed. Eh? Just finally get monkey off the back and... Yeah, it was just it was a pretty a pretty cool, pretty special moment. Um, e- even though you've been on the wrong side of the results for quite some time, the, the thing that's always impressed me about the Manawatu team is you just never quit. And and as I've said to you before, that seventy seventh, seventy eighth, ninth, and eightieth minute, you just keep playing, even if you can't catch them on on the scoreboard. What is it about the Manawatu team that just keeps them trying? It's a proud union. And um, I think the boys really buy into that. And look, we just we pride ourselves on our effort. And I think there's a little bit of desperation there for the group as well, trying to get results. I mean, it was such a cool moment to get a win, but by no means are we satisfied with just one. We want to win every week, every game we go into, we go into win. So I think it's just that, just pride in the jersey and, and wanting to wanting to get a result. And as the skipper, have um, when, when you reconvened after Friday, I'd imagine you've got together either this morning or sometime during the weekend. Could you sense a different feeling amongst the group? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a, a a great vibe in the group. Um, man, boys came especially after after a tough game against Canterbury, a tough loss, and it was sort of polar opposites. So this week, you know, boys coming in chipper and and probably um, probably. A, chest out a wee bit which is which is nice to see just a little bit of um a little bit of swagger in the step which is which is really cool to see for the group yeah spring in the step and all that sort of stuff I sort of wish that you had a week to to prepare for your next game and properly embrace that result and, and celebrate it but she's a quick old turnaround braids um with Auckland in Auckland on Wednesday um head down back to work Exactly right. It's no easy task. Um, Auckland at Eden Park, but those are the games you want to play. Um, yeah, so I think I think it's it's sort of it is maybe a blessing in disguise being able to just get straight back to work. And you know, there's still lots of our game that we need to improve on and 
and some areas we took a lot of growth in on on Friday night. So it's an exciting opportunity to go to go out and get better and try to get another result. You personally, Braden, what what keeps you going? Because uh, you keep going back to Manawatu, and I love the pride that you have in the jersey and and the other boys too. Um, so when you get some new recruits, and there's a few new recruits this year, what do you impart on them? What what's important? I think it's just understanding what we are as a union and what we want to be. I think um, we've been pretty fortunate, especially this year with the guys that have come into the environment. They've they've really brought into that, and um, yeah, like it's a, it's a really proud union. And and I was really fortunate when I first came into the group. There was a lot of guys there that had been there for a long time, and they sort of passed on what it meant for them to represent our union and, and guys like Boosie and that, you know, they sort of showed how much love and care they had for the for the turbos and that's sort of just been passed on to me and something that I really want to try to pass on to the boys we have now and, and the guys that are coming through. So what do you see as your key role as captain and do you enjoy it? Yeah. No, I, I love being captain. It's a, it comes with its challenges, obviously, but my my key role is just playing my best rugby, playing the best rugby I can and trying to lead by example. I mean, there's obviously things outside of that, but I think if you peel it back, that's the most important thing is my rugby, so that's the thing I focus on the most. Well, mate, as I said at the very start, um, massive congrats, uh, the monkey off the back. I got a text from the chairman. I've said this on radio earlier. He might not want me to say it, but um, he texted me and said, I've got tears rolling down my face watching Braden point at the sky and that after the Hooter try. I'd imagine the union is still fizzing. <laughs> yeah, I got a similar text, <laughs> which was nice. So, yeah, no, nah, it's, been, it's been awesome. So more to get. Awesome, mate. Well, all the very best on uh, Wednesday night and the rest of the season. Uh, I couldn't be happier. So on behalf of all the Manawatu fans and NPC fans in general, we've had neutrals texting the show today saying how much they enjoyed it and uh, congratulating the green and white. So well done and kick on, mate. Yeah, cheers, Daffy. Will do. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you. There he is, Braden Yossi, captain of the Manawatu rugby team. Turbos. I just prefer to call them Manawatu. We had a text here saying put Braden Yossi in the All Black staff. He's an athlete. He absolutely fast feet for a big man. Um, That's one of his real pluses, I feel. Um, Some more texts. I'm going to try and get them through all of your texts. Hi guys, I'd love to know Sam's thoughts on these predictions for the weekend's NRL. The Storm will rest players, so easy win for the Broncos. Yep. Panthers can't change position, so we'll rest players and the Cowboys will win. The Warriors will be guaranteed third, so we'll rest players against the Dolphins. Cheers, Carl. So Sammy's not here. I think he's on the golf course, so he won't be checking his phone. But I think you're pretty bang on there. But he, uh, from Rob Staffy, the sheer ignorance of some New Zealand rugby supporters is astounding. Foster and Kane are not bringing World Cup glory to these shores. South Africa, France and Ireland are clear favourites in that order. New Zealand are well back in the pack with England, Scotland, Fiji and Australia. That is a big cheers from Rob. Staff, it's easy to, as always, in a loss, jump on the old hobby horse and blame Foster and Kane, along with any non-Cantab back. But hey, looking with two eyes open, where did we lose the game? It was in the forwards and we were badly beaten up there. Who was the forwards coach? Who was the only coach staying on after the World Cup? I'm just saying. Also, players who never get criticised never played well either. 
That is Savia, and he's been quiet the last couple of games. Lots of opinions. Staffy, good on the turbos. Fiji, Samoa, Wellington, and the Warriors. I hope the TMO doesn't win the Rugby World Cup. I'm with you, Marshy. I'm with you on that one. Staff, why is Richie defending at fullback? Is he a defensive liability? Talia can't defend, and his attack won't be enough to counter that. Yeah, I think Richie's really good in the air. I have noticed that they do swap, and Richie goes to the back, and that may, uh, Bowden's a better front-on tackler, and Richie's maybe better aerially. Maybe that's why they're doing it. Staff, tell Ken... This is from Mulu Paul, Ken. You're listening, Ken? Akira and Hoskins can keep waiting for a call. That's all I'll be doing with regards to this World Cup. <laughs> can you chase up the talk of Tohu Harris being out this week and possibly finals with a back complaint? It sounds like that's the case, Chris. All the usual regular callers are all as usual correct with their summations. I agree with them all. I'm concerned mainly with the injuries and lack of forwards cover until after we've played France. Yes, France is the big barometer one for me. Last one before the news. Pacific Island nations are going to surprise us all. Look, Fiji beat England. Samoa almost beat Ireland. I think it's how you play on the day. That's what counts. That's from Lorenzo. The Pacific Nations won't surprise me at all. In fact, I was on with Beaver on Friday doing the run home and he thought Fiji would beat England. He's been saying it for a long time, Fiji uh, quarters and maybe semis. And they were brilliant. Let's take some news with Johnny Mac. We'll be back after that. Show you the money. Righto, let's revisit. Robbie, you tell me you've put the work in on the audio. I have. I have. Uh, we're gonna I'll do hand th- over to you. Please do. Uh, we're going to do things slightly differently. Um, and I thought, what, why should I tell you what, what you took? You might, you might not remember. Um, when, when you can tell yourself, in a sense. So we're actually we're going to go back and we're going to have a listen to uh, each pick. Okay. From the person, so you can get a sense of confidence levels, nice. and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we did. So, firstly, let's start with um, Sammy Hewitt. So, um, I've got a golden rule uh, in betting. Uh, Scott, actually, I've got a couple. Uh, one of them is never to bet on football, and the other or on a head-to-head. The other one is uh, never bet on the Warriors for or against because they'll upset you one way or the other, Scotty. I'm going to bet on the Warriors. Um, I'm going to break that rule. I'm actually not going to bet on the Warriors, though. I will bet against them because I think it is just such a good tip, Steph. St. George plus 17.5 on the point start. I mean, 18 points. I mean, you could beat more them. More than three competitors. Yeah, I mean, you could beat them, I guess, 30 points to 12, more than that, and it's off. But, you know, I, I just think it's probably going to be a little bit closer to that. I'm very happy, Scott, as you will well know, to be proven wrong. But at $1.92... Show me the money. Please. Do we think it happened? What do you reckon? It happened. It did happen. They have defeated the Dragons here, 18 points to 6 at Go Media Stadium. So just 12. So did it with 5 in hand. Well done, Sammy Hewitt. Too good. We, uh, we move forward to... Yourself, mm-hmm. actually, Steph. Um, and let's go back, have a listen to what you picked. I am going... Uh, I'm going the NPC. I'm going in the NPC. I'm going in the Tasman-North Harbour game. Tasman have scored five points 
in 160 minutes Oof. of rugby. This is their third game in a week. Yes, sir. They're playing North Harbour, who yes, haven't had three games in a week, mm-hmm. and the point start there is plus six and a half. It sure is. I even think North Harbour could win this, but wow. I'll, I'll take the comfort of a six and a half point start. They're already seven. Show me, show me the money. Now a buck from Springer. Gets it out. Here's Tama Tama Yes! Jasmine winner! 20 points to 15, the full-time score. In golden point. In golden point. So at 15 so, all, that's when it gets paid out. So, yeah. What a final try that was. Wow. But so, two from two. Keep going, because I can't two. remember what we took. Two from two. And uh, we keep moving to Mr. Brendan English. B-man. B-man. Uh, and this is what he took on Thursday. I'm actually doing something I've never done before. That's because I was embarrassed last week because I pride myself on my tips. I do, Sam. You know that. Steph, you know that. I know that. Um, and I, I didn't pull through last week because I bet with my uh, my head, not my heart. This week, though, I'm going safe. I'm going Chelsea versus Luton. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, let him finish. Chelsea to win both halves, only paying $1.67. Chelsea. It's actually not the worst bet. No, it's not no, the worst bet. It's going to come through, Sam, as well. Because it's you. And yes. that's what you do. What did you say it was at, sorry? Uh, $1.67, I believe. Show me the money. Chelsea take the three points here. Final score at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea three, Luton Town nil. Three from three. One nil at half time. Uh, yeah, three actually put time. in as a yeah Chelsea half full time double. Happened anyway. But it happened anyway. Um, three out of three. So we're left with the caller, and I can't remember what he took. Uh, this is what he took. Well, gentlemen, for today, for dessert, I've gone the All Blacks. We've got them uh, 13 plus. Wow. Okay, I've got $2.60 here. $2.60 now. $2.60. It's come down, Scotty, just as you oh, mentioned $2.60, it. Just sorry. as the words came out of your mouth, it dropped yep. by 30 cents. <laughs> the South African pack of forwards did an absolute demolition job here. Yeah, we know what happened there. <laughs> um, let's see about that, the better. Wow. So three out of four. Potentially the most wrong we've ever got one in one league. In one league, yeah. 13 over. And what was it? 35. 35 7. 28. 28, And he won in 13 over. So it's out by 41. Wowee. Scott from Taranaki. Booyah. Booyah. These show me the money. We do it every Thursday. Join in. Join in. Um couple of quick text messages before we vacate because we go to Jimmy Smith. Uh, Staff feel sorry for Luke Jacobson. He was settling into that game nicely and got yanked. Yes, he was pulled off when um, Scott Barrett was red carded. Everyone listen to the answer. It is so obvious. We use Scott's college approach and don't name reserve props. Golden oldie scrums. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Uh, I like that. Uh, Staffy, how good were the Fijian boys? I'm all over them at the TRB. Paying $7 to beat Wales by 7.5 points and $3.75 to reach the quarters. Cheers, Dave. I'm in your camp, Dave. Uh, And rugby is like a bedroom activity. You slow the game down and you last longer. That's what South Africa did. Good point. Good point. We shall take a quick break. Jimmy Smith out of Australia. He'll rib me about this test. I just know he will. Right, I think in a couple of seconds we'll have Jimmy Smith on the dial. About now. Wake up, kids, you got the dreaming disease. 
That's it, brother. <laughs> hey, lying in the gutter staring at the stars. I am afflicted with the dreamer's disease. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, how was your weekend, Jimmy? Well, I'm well, but I had to calm down after speaking to your colleague Mark Watson on <laughs> Friday. Whoa! <laughs> Not sure. <Mate. laughs> I may have given you the flavoured worm to put on the hook. Did he bite? Oh, Apparently they were talking. Oh, they're talking about the Warriors' home ground. Yeah. Um, they're talking about what was the other thing they had. Uh, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, from a high performance point of view, why the Harker before Test matches is not good. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll leave you. I'm just going to step out of the studio whilst you talk amongst yourselves, Mark. I think he's the only New Zealander that wants the Harker band. <laughs> Yeah, we ran a poll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's the Lone Ranger, but he doesn't mind being the Lone Ranger, does Watto? Yeah, right. No, mm. I, I, you know what? I gathered that. <laughs> I picked that up. Hey, what I also picked up was this: that the All Blacks have slumped to their biggest ever loss, right? In a hundred and twenty years or something. Uh, at Twickenham v South Africa, thirty-five-seven. So it's extraordinary that that's their biggest ever loss because you know that's twenty-eight points. Is, I mean, that's just a. It's a pretty a small. It's a, it's a small biggest ever loss, isn't it? Correct. That's right. That's mm. a nice way of putting it. So you've got the game against France to yep. kickstart the World Cup, Saturday the 9th of September. Who's under more pressure going into this World Cup, Ian Foster or Eddie Jones? Oh, Ian Foster. 100% yeah. Ian Foster. I mean, Eddie hasn't won a game this year, <laughs> which creates its own pressure, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but they got bloused by France as well. Like we we used to yeah. Australia, well, a decade ago, Australia and New Zealand showing the Northern Hemisphere the way. And yeah. now France and Ireland are showing the way. And incredible performance by South Africa, though. Well, and that's New Zealanders are very quick to point out we're not discrediting South Africa's performance because they were phenomenal. So ominous for the World Cup. So now we've got... France, but they lost a key player that someone was telling me. Actually, Intermac. Ask you. Intermac, yeah, yeah. Intermac. Uh, Ireland, you talk of. Uh, England are woeful. But um, some of the other teams might be interesting. Fiji. I know. Like, Fiji's in Australia's pool. Hang on a minute. <laughs> What's going on there? Fiji, um, of course, our great host of the Run Home Beaver, former All Black, has been picking Fiji to get out of the group for months. And we're starting to see, I think, the benefit of the Fijian and Drua being included into Super Rugby, getting exposure to, you know, top New Zealand players, top Australian players on a weekly basis. They looked completely at home at Twickenham against England. Um, The ones that came out worst, even though it was the All Blacks' worst ever defeat, England are woeful. And yep. when you compare their resource to Fiji, Jimmy, their academies, their, oh. their funding, their competition, their, their everything, they'd be the richest union, or probably them in France, richest union in the world. Yes. Fiji, eighth in the world on rankings, probably 25th in the world on resource. Yeah, yeah. So they own Twickenham, don't they? Like that's yep. their ground. Yep. So every time someone or anyone plays, pays there, they, there's no rent being charged to them. They're actually, they're <laughs> collecting, which is – Extraordinary. Hey, let's go to the rugby league. Oh, I got some bad news for you. Yes. Um, Luke Metcalf and Toru Harris. Um, given where they are, not knowing with Andrew Webster because we, you know, he hasn't got a history yet about is does he rest players or not. What are you anticipating this Warriors lineup looking like against the Dolphins? Apparently, 
the markets, all these blokes trying to set a market, all the corporate bookmakers, they're all over the place at the moment. Yeah, there's been a massive drop in the Warriors' price. Um, only just slight favourites now. Uh, the feeling is Torhu won't play, Metcalf won't play. We're 50-50 on whether Sean Johnson will play. The yep. thinking, the, the educated thinking is he probably will play to get a combination going with um, Tamari Martin, who will probably yep. wear the six jersey through the final. So Sean will say, look, I think I should play. Um, I'd love him to rest because he's got a strained quad. I'd love a week off. But it's not so much about, for Sean, winning this game. It's about the, uh, re-establishing accommodation with Tamari Martin. There's talk that Adam Fanua Blake might get rested. He's had a massive workload this year. Wade Egan, who's had a few concussion issues this year as well. Um, we really don't know how far Webster will go. All season he's been saying, I'm picking a team to win every week. But he just hinted last year year uh, last week let us get past this week and we'll, we'll have a look so I think they'll rest a few Jimmy I really okay. do Okay. so uh, first five rounds or five of the first six rounds Tomato Martin played 5-8 with Sean Johnson uh, if I, I don't know but it's the old one with you know if you've got a hamstring injury and you think you're right rest another week yep. rest them all every yep. single player even Sean Johnson who yeah well, I'm trying to rebuild that that combination, forget about it, Sean. Get the quad right. Yeah. Uh, the only bloke disappointed with that is Adam Pompey, who won't be kicking goals again because Sean will be back and he's his quad's okay. So, you know, I I I think what he's got to do, Webster, is rest every single one of them that's even half thinking about not playing. Yeah, because there was there was a strong rumor that Dallin Watini Selesnik was going to be rested last week, and it was a game time decision because he's taken a few knocks in recent weeks. He could be another one on the rest of the list. Rest him. Rest him. Yeah. Staffy, if you if you take your boots over to Suncorp, yep. you might get a game. Mate, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'll be a dynamic eleven. Eleven? Yep. Really? On I've put the on edge? a bit of I've put on a bit of size since I played centre in my youth, so put me on the edge, I'll just knock fellas over. It won't be very quick, but uh, no one will get past me. Inside or outside or left or right? What what code are we talking here? Look, either. I'm ready for anything. Right. Hybrid <laughs> hybrid ball. Well, Ian Foster. Yeah. Know, keep, he's got a, my number. He's got the, got the hotline going there as well. Hey, uh, we talked about the Boomers. We're a little bit disappointed about their result. But what about the the Tall Blacks had a go, hey, against the USA? How'd they go? Uh, look, after six minutes, it was 14-4 to New Zealand. And I was trying to ring the stadium to cut the lights or cut the generator. <laughs> Uh, but I think I think losing to the US wasn't a huge surprise, and they did have nah. they did have periods where they they went really well. But America just went on fourteen and zero runs and, and just put us away. But um, I think to be expected. But we're playing yeah. Jordan tonight at quarter nine New Zealand time, so hopefully you can pick up a win there. Yeah, hopefully you beat him. Now, <laughs> uh, I want to get the general feel. Level of excitement for the Warriors to be going to be playing in the semi-finals, and they will get a home final. Off the hook, just off the hook. Just we need a Richter scale to to, okay. to, to, to gauge okay. it, mate. It is enormous. How, how's this bloke going? Sean Johnson with the little one-two step off the left foot. It's vintage SJ. <laughs> Heartbeats not under one twenty per minute. I would have thought at any stage. Look, it's, we're towards the end of the season. Sam used to take a day off. After a commentary, he now takes three. He just put, <laughs> he's not here this week, so you yeah. might hear him on Friday. 
and apparently all the people he works with, like Kempi, they take four days off yeah, after yeah, that's working it. with it. Yeah, that's exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> Have a great week, mate, and we'll chat again on Friday. Cheers, Jimmy. You go well. Jimmy Smith out of Australia. We'll come back with Back in the Day. Here's what happened back in the day. Back in the day, on August 28th in 2006, the US Open became the first Grand Slam tournament to use instant replay technology. Gosh, that's gone quickly. In 2010, on this day, news broke that the ongoing Lord's Test was under investigation over spot-fixing allegations. Uh, Mazar Majid was filmed in a sting operation by News of the World claiming to have bribed Pakistan bowlers to bowl no balls on demand. People were imprisoned over that. Birthdays today, turning 40. Former All Black Luke McAllister. Uh, Sri Lankan fast bowler Lasith Malinga, the slinger. Turns 40 as well today. They share a birthday. And Simon Mannering, one of the greatest warriors of all time, turns 37. On this day in 79, number one movie was Apocalypse Now. And on this day in 79, my sheet says My Sharon. But I can tell you, it was My Sharona. Just a quick score update before we leave. New Zealand A are currently playing a four-day cricket match against Australia A. 97 for 7, New Zealand A. We're there to practice our third and fourth days. Big thanks to Rubinho. He's got a two-hour US Open preview tomorrow, he tells me. That'll be good.